Hello, and welcome to our podcast. We want to teach you stuff and make you laugh and also turn you on. I'm Sleeping Girl. I'm Cece. And we're the two hip chicks. So let's take a shot and get this show on the road. Hi, everyone. Today, we actually want to start off by highlighting another podcast. Yeah. Um, it's called Mindless Matters, um, and it's hosted by Jessica and Samantha, who are two queer trans women which I think is very exciting awesome. to have more queer and trans rep in the community. Um, it's an erotic hypnosis podcast, and they post an episode on the last Tuesday of every month where they talk about hypnosis and they do demonstrations, really cool stuff, which we're into. Is like If you can tell, <laughs> that's something that we like. Um, and most of their episodes, like like I said, they do feature like demonstrations and play and stuff like that. Um, they were saying to us that if you want to check out episode 13, which is about doll play, that's a good place to hop mm-hmm. in. And we were listening to a bit of it earlier today. Yeah, it's really awesome. It was, like, super fun to hear, like, the... Yeah. It was very, like, I really appreciated the amount that they were going in-depth about, like, very specific things exactly. in doll play. Exactly, I think, I, I can't remember who said it, but somebody mentioned something about doll play being, like, similar to predicament, bondage. Yeah, which I was, yeah, like, it was a very interesting perspective. That got me, yeah. like, kind of thinking in really good directions and stuff, and I really enjoyed it um it's also just really good to support other content creators in the community and i super encourage you guys to check other people out um yeah so if you want to check them out um the links to their discord twitter and like any of their other content is at anchor.fm slash mindless dash matters and i'll be putting a link to that as well as probably like the twitter account and stuff in the show notes for this episode of the podcast um, so yeah, and if you are a content creator of sorts and you want to like do a trade or be interested in like sponsoring an episode of this podcast, which we very much appreciate, feel free to contact us and we can set something up. So yeah, thank you so much. All right, y'all, we are taking a shot of <laughs> 99 peanut butter whiskey, which I just had to look at the bottle again to remember if it was called 99 peanut butter or 99 peanuts. Um, if you you dear listener are not familiar with the 99 brand of alcohol <laughs> it is 99 proof which means it is about 50 percent alcohol which i'm looking is forward to this very high very high proof i hope it tastes like peanut butter uh thing and i mean we've been trying out all sorts of different kinds of like peanut butter whiskeys and peanut butter liqueurs yeah. and stuff um because we like it and yes well I, you don't normally like whiskey no not really but i like like fireball and stuff right right um the fan i had let me tell you i've had some experiences with like 99 bananas and 99 raspberries in college oh okay so i there's not a lot of stories because i don't remember (laughs) okay story time over (laughs) story option and then i found five dollars which is the that's how you end the story oh if the story's not going well you're like oh the this happened isn't that usually like oh no you're right I was thinking it was the the one where you let like a train goes by or whatever, and then you're like, "What the hell are you talking?" And then about? that's the and that's how I da 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 da. That's how I met your mother. Like, what is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I never saw the ending of that. That might Me be either. how they ended it. I heard it wasn't very good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> we promised our friends that we would send them the recording of the shot. It's already going off the rails. Beautifully. Okay, Off the rails uh, of the train. That's good. Send, That's not what you meant send to do. thoughts and prayers okay. as we take the shot. What? Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Oh my god. Oh! Ah! 
Oh my god. Well, that's not what I expected. Oh my god. How do we explain that? It's very sweet and it's like drinking fire. (laughs) So peanut peanut butter is still happening. Peanut butter hits your tongue. Like, so forcefully. This is definitely one of the most peanut buttery ones I've had. Yeah, for a split second. Mm-hmm. Then it's just and burning. Then, and then it's almost medicine-y. And then... Yeah. And then fire. Oh, my God. My <laughs> throat is on fire right now. Yeah, that hurts. That's painful. Um, mm, mm. Not that we, like... Oh, my God. Like, commit to recommending or not recommending shots, but this one... Um, I don't know I don't if know. I recommend you're a masochist maybe we do sometimes recommend them yeah um well we usually don't recommend them anyways like i mean we the ones we don't like we usually yeah. say don't yeah so so oh this is gonna affect my voice well well that's fun well this will be a fun episode then well it's gonna affect my voice one way or the other i suppose <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all hi i'm sleeping girl oh yeah and I'm <laughs> Oh my god. And this is a Two Hip Chicks podcast. Two Hip Chicks where we talk about kink, hypnosis, yes. uh, lifestyle, BDSM stuff. Um, uh, this podcast is not safe for work and please don't listen to it while you're driving and stuff because we usually, I mean, we always do trance in it. We do, <laughs> right. we, we do usually mark where it is, but um, best to err on the side of caution um, and Boy, are we a little bit fucked from the 99 peanut butter shot. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, yeah, I feel like my entire throat and chest is on fire, which... It is. This is fun. It is actually on fire. Are you trying to say I'm hot? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord. And I do deep laugh. Um, let's see. Is there any... Uh, I appreciate everyone hanging in with us for taking a month off. Thank you. Um... It, there was a month of time that passed that was just a insane time, and yes. we decided we needed a break for a minute, so we yeah. did that. But now we're back, so that's exciting. Um, so today's episode, we are going to be talking about like the idea of permanency in suggestions, or maybe not necessarily, because Cece was like, oh, that seems like forever. Well, not necessarily forever, but like... <laughs> Suggestions that last longer, and then you were also saying, and I was saying things that stick, and you were saying sticky hypnosis. So that might be <laughs> no, that no. might be the clickbait title. Like I didn't like it though. <laughs> I said it, and then I regretted it immediately. Said it and regret it. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. the that's the uh, <laughs> there you go. That's the motto for this podcast. Um, that's on a shirt. Well, this is so. This is one of those. <laughs> This is one of those really common kinds of questions, especially from people who are like more new to the idea of hypnosis, where um, they're getting into it and they're either frustrated that like for them uh, stuff kind of fades over time, whether it's like triggers or or longer term suggestions, or they're trying to figure out how they can do something with a partner where their partner is experiencing something Mm -hmm. over a longer period of time. either with or without reinforcement and that kind of thing. And I think this is a really, like, this is a place that we can kind of go in depth about different kinds of yeah. ideas. Because, um, like, yes, like, the holy grail or the 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 ideal thing in hypnosis is if you say a suggestion once, it is there forever and ever and ever. Especially <laughs> if you say it the right way. Right. <laughs> you have to, you say, have it. to say it in a very specific way. Magic and then words. it's there forever. Right. 
Um, unfortunately, no. this is no, not how hypnosis not real, works. Guys. Um, but I wish it was. I will say, and we will get to this. <laughs> there are some aspects of that that are true. At least the part that some things stick around forever. But, um, but as we like grow as hypnotists, we kind of learn to understand that. Um, keeping something in place for a long time, whether it's like you got like a trigger where when you clap your hands, your partner feels like a slap on their thigh or something like Mm -hmm. when you reinforce it and you like constantly refresh the trigger, um, that tends to make it last a little bit longer. But at the same time, I will give the, the story that everyone tells where everybody knows a guy who they had a suggestion put in like 10 years ago and then 10 years later, somebody triggers the suggestion yes. and it happens again. Like, woo, how yes. can these both be true? Well, the answer is brains. that brains. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, of course <laughs> I've got it. What? So I, I think... Brains are weird. I think let's. I think we should maybe start off with the idea of talking about this in terms of, of like the very standard like trigger idea. Um, because that corresponds really easily with concepts in psychology we talk about conditioning absolutely specifically like operant classical conditioning both have a hand in um making triggers which um i I do talk about pretty extensively in the brain brain bashing book oh boy (laughs) 99 peanut butters (laughs) shit i was sounding so smart there for a little while too well no brain brushing is really smart (laughs) If you ask me. Um, but but <laughs> as as I was saying, uh, operant and classical conditioning are very important in hypnosis. <laughs> operant conditioning being the kind of conditioning where you are giving rewards or punishments to somebody, mm-hmm. um, like carrot and stick kind of stuff. And then classical conditioning being uh, like Pavlov's dogs, where you pair a response to a stimulus. Um, and triggers operate bo- like uh, with both of those uh kinds of principles as everything does because these are principles which describe all of human experience right um so when you're giving a trigger to somebody you are pairing a stimulus to a response so you're you're pairing the trigger to the thing that is supposed to happen when you do the trigger um and it's also happens to include a lot of operant conditioning because when the trigger is uh, reinforced, the person usually has a sense of feeling rewar- like a, a like a pleasurable experience when they right. ha- when they respond to a trigger. It turns into this um, kind of like self fulfilling kind of enjoyment act yeah. kind of thing. Um, so we understand from both operant and classical conditioning that uh, it's. There are some guidelines as when it comes to like uh, what makes the best kind of associations and what makes them stick more, Um, but they're not universal. The principles of conditioning allow for a lot of wiggle room in terms of human response because brains, right? Human response varies. Um, So there's there's ideas in conditioning like um, if you pair. Uh, two things that have a lot of uh, belongingness together where if like the initial trigger fits the response really well so instead of doing a like you squeak a rubber ducky and the person has an orgasm you normally would think those two things like don't go very well together like rubber duckies and orgasms Um, it definitely wasn't in the Sesame Street (laughs) Ernie song (laughs) 
<laughs> he wasn't. Uh, I, and again, this now is, I'm like re- re- everybody listening, listening to this. To the words. Everybody listening to this is like, but I can see a scenario where that does work. It's true. Oh, no, of course, of course. Yep. Um, so instead of doing something like that, if you did an orgasm trigger where you were like rubbing their inner thigh, perhaps like mm. that is more closely like associated, place. right? Closely yeah, yeah, associated. Yeah. Um, so that tends to lend a lot of uh, like good stuff to uh, like more longer lasting kinds of triggers. So when you're doing mm-hmm. triggers and responses. Um, that's something you want to be considerate of is how well does your uh, trigger fit the intended yeah. response. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I would also just emphasize the uh, like reapplication in the sense sure. of like, or even just instead of like even reapplication, because that sounds like you're doing the same thing over and over, but just kind of even hinting at mm-hmm. it here and there, right? And, of course, just positive reinforcement. So if they have the um, trigger, right, and they have the effect from the, the trigger, I should say, then you give a positive response. Yeah. This, in turn, absolutely encourages it. Right. Therefore, and it helps to And it helps to encourage positive feelings about the entire trigger in general, which makes mm, people... That's true, too. ...straight up more inclined to do things. Like, even if it's unconsciously, they're having an unconscious response, they're more inclined to have that response. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Possibly even more so. Right. Right? Right. So, um, like, meaning, like, a stronger response or mm-hmm. just... Yeah more often or something yeah for sure i I will say also like if somebody is having like a partial response or like even a weaker response like like applying that same kind of reinforcement of praise or or um like you know doing something that that makes them feel good in that Mm -hmm. moment um is a good thing for sure um sort of like moving into the discussion of like uh so well, how does it happen that somebody can have a trigger that lasts for 10 years? Um, you were just talking about, like, um, you know, you don't have to, like, go in and do the reapplication the same way every single time. Probably even better you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. That's actually questionable because of the whole repetitive research people have done over the years and stuff. Like, repetitive yeah. actually is a thing. It is a thing. I mean, th- that... I, I don't necessarily, like, think of repeating the exact same hypnotic thing multiple times, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, in the yeah. same way. Like, that's... No, me, it sounds boring to me. Right, exactly. If it's boring, yeah. then it may not really be that as effective with your partner. Um, but uh, when you're talking about, like, going in and refreshing, that can always be as simple as being like, hey, do you remember when we did this? And do you remember when we did this this trigger that was like really intense for you mm-hmm. and the act of that person having to go back and think about the time that the trigger was put in and think about the different aspects of that happening is going to be something that encourages that response again so you don't even have to really do formal hypnosis yeah. for the most part it's very powerful it, it's very intense um mm-hmm. and the the reason for that is like we as humans are like absolutely products of the sum of our like memories and experiences up to the point in time which is like now you know yeah um so whenever you do hypnosis with somebody you're you're changing their experience of like the world and they're cha- you're changing their experience of hypnosis yeah, totally. 
Um, and so when you have somebody who, uh, like, is responding to a trigger 10 years later, even if they, like, maybe mm-hmm. didn't respond mm-hmm. to it in the middle of that time or they weren't doing hypnosis at the in the middle of that time. Yeah. It's, it's because we create really strong memories. Um, and those memories are what help to build associations. Uh, and associations are what drive triggers. So all of these things, if you consider, like, triggers, you know, you want a trigger to last a long time, keep in mind that this person, you want to, like, make sure they have a strong and intense sense memory of the time that it was implanted yeah. and the times that they've responded to it and all of these different kinds of things um which i think are like just general like generally very important concepts when you're doing hypnosis with somebody is keeping in mind that they have a ton of different memories of all the different times that they've done hypnosis or you and they have done hypnosis yeah. together um because that's really like a rich place to dive into and like play with yeah, I'm sorry. I was just I was uh, thinking about, and I haven't actually even thought about this till just now. But the concept of, like, really like, if you really want them, like this is one of those things that you want them to remember. There's got to be a way to like, if if you think about like like you know highlighting this moment or yes. something or like putting it down in the ground to some degree, right? Like in the moment you may not necessarily know the first time that that's what you wanted yeah so you might end up doing that down the road but i don't know i feel like there's definitely a way to do that like yeah i don't know i'm running through all my psychology thing you know and just the concept of even non-hypnotic memories Mm -hmm. like with the grandma's kitchen and stuff like maybe you only visited twice yeah but you smell those cookies or whatever, and then all of a sudden you're in that house again. Yeah. And it's not like anybody was like, put this in your brain or right, whatever right. at the time, but it just happened. But I think that's, and I think that's reasonable to like think about like what makes, excuse me, what makes powerful memories and what makes, yeah, like what, what makes things stay like so vivid for people. And, you might come up with ideas like if you make something a very sensory kind of experience like if we think of like grandma's mm. kitchen and cookies there's like smells oh, and there's sights. a lot of different things there's a lot on. of yeah, different things true. and we've talked a lot about like making an environment very rich um another aspect of that is like really powerful emotions people tend to sure. remember really powerful emotions um uh and you know those kinds of things and this whole conversation kind of sh- like for me is a really good descriptor of why I tend to prefer the term anchor over trigger. Mm. Um, And I can't remember if you've talked about this in the podcast, but like for me, we use the word trigger a lot in hypnosis. And for me, trigger implies like you, you, you do a thing and then something happens. Um, Like you, you do some sort of trigger action, like if X, then Y kind of thing. Um, And for me so anchor describes essentially the same kind of concept it comes from nlp um but for me there's an implication that an anchor is like eliciting a very like specific not specific anchor is eliciting like a kind of state or emotional place um which instead of just a generalized kind of response Interesting. Um, and yeah, and it has to do with it has to do more with 
association rather than a sort of if x then y so Uh uh like an anchor in this situation for me is a better description of if you're so for example like a a a trait we'll do the like if you clap your hands they feel a smack on their leg or something which it's fine um an anchor would more broadly describe the kind of emotional feeling that the person is having Mm -hmm. um the memory associated with that kind of feeling um you know whatever their sensory experience is because you're you're eliciting not just one particular response but a very broad kind of state yeah um that the person is supposed to feel and i think those kinds of things tend to be stickier and they tend to be more memorable Mm -hmm. um (laughs) sorry (laughs) it's not even have a problem with the word sticky per se do you have a problem with the con? You don't even have a problem with the concept of sticky. Yes, I do. You, yeah, I don't like sticky. Oh my god! But you eat. You like eating, like messy food. No, I don't. You. I. Mean, oh no no! I guess I, that's not fair. I enjoy food that happens to also be messy. <laughs> so it's so different. I don't like being messy. You you literally have described it as you like being savage. Yes. Doesn't mean I want to look like a savage after i'm done eating the but savage you food feel like a savage and it has yes. it's savage because it's messy but not sticky like i don't wing. like oily or sticky i'm thinking of like wings i know you're thinking of wings i literally <laughs> saw that <laughs> not my face mind you i would have cleaned up before i went to a mirror but no i don't like sticky or oily greasy I don't, I don't like sticky. Sissy just had a moment. Or gre- greasy. Don't like that word even, apparently. Oh my god. I like the movie Grease, but that's different. So, we've been talking this whole time. Or the play for some of our we'll get, listeners. We'll get back. So you don't like Grease? That's hilarious. How did you not know? You know that. I'm pretty sure I knew that. We even had this conversation because you were like convinced that I like it on some level. And I said, No. Yeah, but you do. I like humiliation, and I like right. things that I don't like. Right. But we experimented with you being somebody else and then doing it to yeah. me, and I was not okay. That doesn't mean that you don't get anything out of it. <laughs> I almost punched you. Yeah. Can you imagine that? Oh, my God. I would have had... You've punched me before. What? You punched me on the butt when we first met. <laughs> I punched you? Oh. You were totally punching me. That's not fair. That was consensual. We did. <laughs> we did when Cece and I when Cece and I first met, it was More uh, like bumped you. It was on our local <laughs> No, did I punch? I it, might have punched. Oh yeah, it was at our local play space. Oh, was it okay? And, yeah. Oh we good. Were, we were I'm glad. We were um so I was play partners with Desad at the time, who's uh Cece's husband and my partner. Um and uh I was getting to know Cece at this point. Uh, and Desad was yeah. saying that we should probably do a photography day with the three of us. Yes. And he was going to have me and Cece, like, do some, like, enact some scenes together. Yes. And take pictures. And so <laughs> he said that Cece was going to be the top. It's and... not like he doesn't know that I'm a bottom. Yeah. So let's be clear right, about that. It's right. not like he was. But I think he wanted to make. Me sleeping girl more comfortable yeah. and he only knew her 
as a bottom, a, a bottom. Mostly, yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was fun. It was it was like it was, it was it was a good bonding exercise for sure. But no, I was like bent I over. Punched you on the butt. Yeah, I was like bent Didn't over. Didn't even slap you. I punched you. No, you were slapping me too. And oh, I hate me. slapping. This was like nine years ago. This was oh, a no. long time ago. I could still punch. Yeah. I'm actually pretty good with like toys. Yeah, I believe you. Yeah. I mean, you're good with a whip. I am good with a whip. So, anyways, weird thing to have a talent of. <laughs> speaking when you're of bottom speaking, submissive, subject. speaking of strong memories. Um, yes. So, I think mean, that's a strong memory. But, but, but I think I, I think this <laughs> it is wasn't actually for me, apparently. <laughs> this is a good. This is a good segue into another concept that I want to talk about in terms of uh, sticky hypnosis. Permanency. <laughs> Jeez. Um. But but so we've been talking about kind of like anchoring things to past experiences. Sure. Um, and this idea of like, I don't know, t- time related or temporal kinds of things like yeah, going yeah, into yeah, the yeah. past and stuff. Uh, and I just happened to be in the middle of writing a lot about future pacing today. We <laughs> were like 2000 <laughs> words about future pacing today. Uh, and. And future pacing, I think, is a thing that really comes in handy with this. Um, future pacing is essentially, it's an NLP concept again, where uh, the idea is you take somebody and you kind of have them imagine stuff happening in the future and then you bring them back. And that can mm-hmm. be as simple as saying to somebody like, oh, like, what if we did another photography day and you had to punch me on the butt? <laughs> oh my God. See, but Cece had that response where she has to go into the future and imagine it happening. So, uh, thus future, thus future pacing. Right. And so she processed it. it and then she came back and she's like, all right, yeah. I've processed it. Yeah. Um, that's did you, the, were that's you there the... with me on my journey? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming with me and holding my hand. <laughs> Um, but future pacing can also describe more involved scenes where I, I think a lot of people are familiar with the trope of like, if you put someone in really deep trance and then you have them, uh, sort of fast, like either they fast forward through like a million orgasms or some bullshit or that's, they, no, let's not. uh, but, but this sort of long drawn out <laughs> where they're like the, the traditional therapeutic thing is like, if somebody is, there's something coming up in someone's life where they're kind of nervous about it oh, or they, okay. they need to process sure. something that's going to happen in the future. You take them through the process of like them getting ready oh. and doing the thing, and then afterwards they feel good about it. Like, and you sort because of anchor they already that accomplished they, it. They did it, and then you anchor that feeling of like, oh, it's done to the present or stuff like that. Oh, that's the kind of traditional idea of future pacing. But this, I like, very plainly comes in handy with trigger stuff because when you're when you're yeah. anchoring a suggestion, yes you can take the person through the experience of responding to the suggestion however far in the future you would like to go that's true (laughs) and this is and this is something that you can do like when you're first initially giving a suggestion about something and these don't have to be like those kind of very traditional style triggers if you just want it to be kind of like generalized suggestions about feeling submissive um, obviously it's very helpful to anchor those. Like if you want somebody to feel uh, a specific way, it's helpful to anchor those to different things. So for example, if you wanted to feel some, if you wanted somebody to feel submissive, like in the future with you, 
um, you could do very subtle anchoring where they, they kind of have waves of it, you know, in an ambiguous way, you could say like, oh, you know, when you're not even thinking about it or uh, when you notice some aspect of your physical experience, like, like just sure, anything, sure. like anchor it to anything. Um, uh, what was I saying? So, so you could um, have them go as much into the future as you would like at that point in time when you're using that anchor and have them, you're essentially doing the same thing as creating a strong memory of the past or drawing on memories of the past Mm -hmm. or, or making a memory in the moment. You're making like future memories for them to like fit into and experience like later in time, which is very cool and very useful. Yeah. And there's lots of cool stuff you can do with future pacing too. Hmm. It's a neat, it's a neat little concept. Hmm. So, like, and and again, this doesn't have to be that kind of, like, very ritualized kind of, like, suggestion-giving hypnosis scene kind of dealio. Like, giving, like, like if you're done, even if you're, you've, you've given an intense suggestion. Yeah. And you didn't intend for it to be that strong of an anchor or, of, or okay. a feeling sure, or something. Sure. Yeah. At, you know, at the end of the scene brains. or later in the day you can you can just do the like sort of magic words like you know what if you were really what if you were really going to respond to that later too Uh like just something as simple as that has the person go and create that kind of experience and then like really focus on it yeah so it's true i guess like i would emphasize that like creating things that are more permanent or stickier has to do like like does not have to be something where where they are, uh, like, going through some sort of really formalized process all the time. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't know. I mean, to some degree, brain's, <laughs> brain's going to do what brain's going to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if you, like... Do you think there's, do you think there's an actual way to make something less sticky? That's such a complicated question. I know. I mean. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sure there are, right? First of all, you don't necessarily push for the concept of you're going to feel this later. Yeah. Right? And then you. What brain's going to do with brain's going to do also. I would answer the question and say, like, never reliably. Like, never 100%. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody... There's probably... Never mind. Yeah, like... like, (laughs) I can't speak with everybody. Like, I could certainly sit here and, like, think about it and be like, well, like, if you play with amnesia to some degree and you have somebody forget... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah certain aspects of the experience if you have somebody forget an entire hypnosis scene where there was a trigger implanted and you like don't do any work to upkeep it and then it like naturally fades from their memory yeah that's probably one way that you could approach it um i will say this is one of those situations where the like telling somebody to not respond to something is very hit or miss and it's very similar to don't think about pink elephants right absolutely some people if anything that it actually work for yeah. permanency. <laughs> Absolutely. That is definitely I can probably tell you of examples non hypnotic related. That's a oh we have to talk we have to talk very briefly about like if you 
um, like resistance things. Like because telling somebody to resist something is like the number one way to get sure. them to do it. Try. So like, tr- what's well, so, yeah. <laughs> so you know, my like first, tell tell them my to. My first word. <laughs> Hypnosis. If you if you make a really strong feeling of resistance. Like they have to like playfully resist against a trigger working. Like for most people, that's like a given. It's it's gonna happen. So if you right. if you have a if you have a scene where the person is like struggling for the rest of their life against not respond, I wouldn't recommend that. But like struggling for the next ten years over, um, like ten years struggling now. That was that was your shortened <laughs> over not version? responding to a Jeez. over not responding to a thing and not. Uh, you know, having really intense responses to whatever thing that you guys did ten years ago. That yeah, that's a that's absolutely a thing. And now I forget about what we were talking about before. Well, literally, it was amnesia two <laughs> oh, seconds <great>. ago. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was saying, I was saying for some people, in like really, when you have a when you have a relationship with somebody where you get into like heavy duty brainwashing stuff, like where you and I, right. and like I can just tell you to make something happen, and then it happens. Like yes, oh geez, sorry. <laughs> Sorry guys. <laughs> the clips. Um, that was me slapping myself. <laughs> stop hitting yourself. Um, <laughs> the the like in in that case if you have if you have a relationship with somebody where um, the hypnosis starts to become that more magical kind of bullshit brainwashing crap. Yeah. Then where words just mean things. Then <laughs> then go ham, man. Like do whatever you would like to do. Um, and, and, and play with stuff and try stuff out. Um, so yeah. You still have to do the work. Yeah. I think, I think that's what That's my, true. That's true. I think that's kind of where sometimes I get maybe a little frustrated with, with, with the concept of, but how do I make this permanent or, or, or whatever? Um, absolutely. Some people are new and da, 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 da. But there's always, unfortunately, this like little thing part in my head of like it's not magic in the sense of like you do have to you do have the to work. work at it yeah for sure you know um and I know like sleeping girl and I kind of make it look easy do we Maybe. make it look easy I don't know it's not I don't think it's easy well no. it's it's easy for you it's easy in some way it's also I I put a lot That's into <laughs> I put a lot into doing no. stuff. No, I do all the heavy lifting in this relationship. Each partner thinks they're doing the heavy lifting. That's fair. I mean, that's even. That's fair, right? Um, that's not fair. What? Whatever. Anyway. Um. No, that's that's always a funny thing yeah. to me. Um. Yeah, but anyway. Uh permanency see this is this is where my little like literal brain is like but permanent yeah, but you won't let me call it sticky hypnosis i know sticky is probably more accurate <laughs> okay well what do you mean i'm not letting you call it you have not stopped <laughs> calling it sticky like i have control over that one and number two you're just liking the fact that i grimace every time even when i'm trying to deal with the process of Okay, she's going to call it that. Oh, she likes it when you react to that. So try not to react to that, which is, of course, absurd to try to tell myself. I will, myself I will, I will point out. I want to point out something. I want to point out something, which is that. What do you want to point out? Future pacing is really great when the person 
is was already existing in the future so like you don't have to tell them what if because they're already like like what you were doing right now you were when you're trying to process things that are about to happen like people do that naturally all the time oh i do that all the time people do that all the time it's not just you everybody does that <laughs> you're not no, special it's just me, it's just me. <laughs> I'm I'm a special little but this flower. Is, but when you but when you have somebody who you know is like going through that kind of process about something, you can like hop on that train and be like, Oh, this is the thing that you are processing right now and also what about this thing that you could be processing about the future? Like if you know where somebody is are you, in there Is that your way of telling me you're gonna in the future say sticky hypnosis? I don't know. What am I gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> Also, you can reflect the question back to them. <laughs> and then they have to process more to come up with an answer for it. So, it doesn't even make me process more. I want to be clear about this. It oh, just, it's just immediate, like, oh, that's going to happen. Right, but you had to go through that. You had to <laughs> get that, there. It didn't feel like much of a process. But that's also, auto. that's also, like, a good thing that you can do is, is tell somebody to... Uh, like, I, I think people super underrate um, mm. ha- doing hypnosis where both both parties are, like, having a conversation or talking. So, like, if, you're, if your partner is, is in trance and you're doing future pacing with them and you're asking, like, you know, what do you think is going to happen if X, um, if they verbally answer the question, it means yeah. they have to go through extra processing to make that into a statement for you and then you can mm. play off of their answer. Um, it's also just as useful to have them not tell you because when somebody doesn't tell you, they get to process in like more broad ways or process more options about it. Um, I like verbalizing. Yeah. I do. There's all, there's all sorts of different things. Verbalization? Um, Is that right? I think we're going to take... Uh, do you have anything else you want to add at this point? I don't think so. We'll take a little break and we'll see if there's anything that comes to mind. Otherwise, we'll... Do trancy stuff. All right. Yeah. So. <laughs> so we were talking about. <laughs> we were talking about charades, and then we were talking. <laughs> and then actually, I think I would be amazing at charades. We should do that at hypnos- uh, no. <laughs> hypnosis. Hypnosis. Hypnosis or hypnotic is where I was thinking I it was see. running towards. Um. Anyways, yeah, we should probably do charades at a hypnosis event. I'll win there, too, though. <laughs> we will. We decide we're going to be a team. And then we'll win. It's all going to break down. Because, like, I'll understand your body language. I don't think I'll understand it. <gasps> so wrong. because I'm weird. But what are you talking about? You're always doing symbols and, and stuff. True. And That's I'm true. always getting... Anyways. Just meow and I'll understand what you're <laughs> That's saying. True, actually. <laughs> just don't speak English and you I don't know. Fine. I don't know if we have talked about this on the podcast, but uh, before like noon I'm a cat. <laughs> before noon. If we're lucky. <laughs> I mean I don't I don't usually say like verbal words uh, in the mornings. Yeah. So Sleeping Girl does not verbalize. I, there was even one time recently where <laughs> All I was getting was meows in the morning, and then I, like, went into the living room or whatever, and then I heard in the other room Sleeping Girl's voice, like, verbalizing English words, and I went, like, running in, and I'm like, oh, you're verbal! <laughs> <laughs> it occurred.
weird to me. I really do kind of consider you a cat sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I'm I like, am a cat. Oh, what do you want? Do you have words now? <laughs> no, I am a cat. It's, it's to be fair, or to be totally honest, and I don't even know if this is true, but I'm almost positive she is, like, does cat language the longest with me. Yeah. I think she's well, way more verbal with, with almost, everybody with else. Almost anybody else. Yeah. With yeah. with everybody else, for sure. Yeah. Like that because you understand me. Like it's Yeah. But, I mean, but other people really don't understand you. I think it's pretty obvious. Well, no, I don't think so. Like I don't, I it, don't think you try. It's I mean, most people probably wouldn't put up with it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fascinating. Well, but it's like if I if I can get away with being a cat, and if I can literally meow, and you legitimately understand what yeah, I'm saying, it's true. I mean, I love cats. I've even like translated for other people. Yes, legitimately. <laughs> like they went to go get her, some, give her something. You're like, no, she doesn't want that. She, she wants just this. just pet her head. <laughs> just pet her head for a while. Yeah, see, she likes that. <laughs> Oh, you also know where the best place to give me scritches. <laughs> well, of course I do. It's actually the same place that uh, you did one of the very original hypnotic oh, which uh, one? anchoring things with me. The oh, neck? <laughs> yeah, there was like a hole back there where you can go oh. straight into my brain. Huh. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. Um... Really didn't remember that? No. It was, I mean, we're talking, like, beginning of a relationship. Yeah, I don't think I remember that, but... Um, so, back <laughs> on the topic of Sorry. fucking this podcast, um, there was one more thing I wanted to mention before we uh, did, like, trancy stuff, which was um, uh, metaphors, actually. Like, the, I would say the, the moral of this podcast, or, like, the, the cliff notes, the theme... This isn't Aesop's fable. ...is that... Um, the theme of this episode is basically if you think about hypnotic responses as being more closely paired with memory, mm-hmm. then you have more options available to you to make them more permanent or more long lasting or whatever. Um, because memory plays a big part in our experience. Um, something that, uh, another thing that is really uh, interesting about the way that we process memories is that metaphors actually tend to lead towards more longer-lasting uh, responses in memory. So, for example, if you tell somebody a story about... Uh, like, we remember, um, like, childhood stories. Like, speaking of Aesop fables, like, we tend to remember Isn't those. Is it Aesop? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Oh, crud. Those fables. <laughs> speaking of those fables, we tend to remember... Hey those uh pretty vividly like partially because we were children when we heard them but also because they had um very specific symbols and themes and they were made up of metaphors like each fable is a metaphor for some other aspect of human experience and the same thing happens when you're doing when you're using metaphors for someone in hypnosis so for example if you're relating their experience to the idea of playing music or something Mm. um Mm -hmm because they have to make that connection and association between their current experience and something else, they've built this strong association already. And that tends to be something that sticks more in their memory. Okay. So, so like if they already have an association with something yep. and then you pair it with the thing that they are already very connected with, right. let's say. 
That makes perfect sense. Right. So that's that's another cool trick that you can do. Nice. Yeah. There's all sorts of like, I, I feel like there's a lot of interesting stuff in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we say so ourselves. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that laugh? I don't Gina know. Nelly. It was a little freaky. I know. I'm becoming a sadist. Well. No, I was already a sadist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't tell our listeners. What? I've come to terms with. I might be a bit of a sadist. Oh, good for you. Congratulations. No, Congratulations. you knew that. He... Congratulations. I hate that. Did you know that Evangelion no. 3.0 plus 1.0 came out, Thrice Upon a Time? Do you guys uh, believe that I know that? <laughs> we watched it the day of its release because I love Evangelion. Aww. Anyways. So... And I'm her brainwashed, uh, you know, best friend person that does whatever <laughs> she wants. So I saw it too. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes everything more hot it's so. great <laughs> it's great all right well i think we're going to take this as an opportunity to take a short pause and then go into doing some trancy stuff yay okay we have sufficiently taken a number of conversational detours <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to do hypnosis because that's what this podcast is about We've been doing hypnosis. Um, that's true, actually. There's been a significant amount of in-podcast demonstration. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you're looking at me intently. Right. Or inten- no, intensely. Intensely. Also intently. Oh, that's There's also fine. intent. Oh. I never know if I'm, like, sure <laughs> about anything. Oh, maybe we're not going to be good at charades. <laughs> I'll be good at charades. So you're saying that you're good at reading me, right? Uh-huh. Because you can, like, tell when I'm, like, doing stuff, and you can, like, understand the meaning of it and stuff. Yeah. So that's why we'd be good at charades, and it's also why you can tell when you're, like, looking at me intently, and I'm looking at you intently. Yeah. Yeah. It's really easy, right? Like, it's yeah. really simple. And then I do that thing where I sort of reach mm. out to touch, and you're, like, very excited, <laughs> and you want it really bad, and, you know, like, this, this kind of symbol of me, like, entering into your space and, like, being really close to your skin is like one of those sort of signals and like anchors and triggers that we've set up and stuff right like and that's something mm-hmm. that I think is really important to remember is that idea that triggers and anchors can be mm-hmm. things that evolve naturally over time and they don't have to be something that um, is like very explicitly mm-hmm. set up but of course something mm-hmm. like this where you reinforce it over and over and over again like just the simple idea of someone like you going into trance you know, doing hypnosis, like having the feeling and experience of being able to drop into trance, to go into trance, to go deeper into trance, like all of those feelings are states that can be elicited and things that get memories attached to them. And so you build up over time all of these things. And when I hypnotize you, I do so much where I like dig back into your memories and dig back into your past and talk about the layers of our experiences together and stuff like that and it tends to be really powerful and like you know right now there's the things that I really want to be doing is is just really getting you deep and really getting you to a place that you can sink into and so like you know just very simply like having you focus on my voice and very simply like having you focus on the way that you feel when you listen to me and the way that you feel when we're doing hypnosis because we're doing hypnosis and you're going into trance 
we're doing hypnosis and you're going into trance we're doing hypnosis and you're going into trance you're going to deep 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 trance deeper and deeper and deeper just that very very simple but hard-hitting very intense kind of visceral feeling where you feel it in different parts of your body like whether you're focusing on your body or not like the 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 senses and the sensory systems that are engaging in your brain are reaching out to all the different parts of your body whether or not you can kind of like focus on them all at one time whether they sort of bounce around in your brain back and forth it doesn't matter at all because all of them are working together to send you into a deeper and deeper and deeper trance right and so that's a really powerful kind of experience is to to take the whole of your experience and take everything else all the space that you have for everything else your memories and your identity and your experience of the world around you and all of that sort of gets co-opted and used like the sort of processing power that you have every single little tiny bit of it every single ounce of it is driven and rerouted into taking you into a deeper and deeper trance deeper into hypnosis much much easier easier and easier and easier over time each moment that passes sort of like making more of that experience stronger and taking more of that processing power and making it more and more focused and it's not necessarily that you're focusing more it's all of the parts of you that don't have to engage you don't have to do anything you don't have to focus on anything it's just something that happens you just go into deeper trance you just feel it more everywhere you look any moment that you sort of like feel yourself focusing on something any part of your body any part of your mind any part of your like cognition and your thinking each one of those reroutes back into deep trance those words deep trance just keep coming and they keep echoing the words or the concept or the feeling any given part of it it doesn't matter and there's so much that you could sort of delve into if you sort of just kind of feel yourself detaching from your conscious process and feel yourself detaching from your thoughts and they sort of go off and do their own thing and your mind bounces around it doesn't matter you don't have to do anything specific but your thoughts sort of like go in this little journey where you know they they go here and they go there and they find trance and then they go to the other place and they find trance and then they go to the other place and they find trance and it's just deeper and it's just further settling in your whole body feeling it so strongly and then you can imagine like if we kept going for 10 minutes if we kept going for 30 minutes you feel like as the time ticks up you feel each of those moments get longer and longer and you have no idea how long we've been doing this already you've completely lost track of time at this point it doesn't matter because that's not an important thing because that's not something that matters because when you look into the idea of how much time has passed it just tells you I'm in trance I'm deep in trance right now I'm deep in trance it's what I need it's what I want deeper deeper and so you feel that sense of time passing but it doesn't matter except for the fact that it tells you I'm going deep into trance so you feel that time lengthen and lengthen and lengthen and the longer it gets the more time that passes you feel it go more
in an hour, the strength of that, two hours, doesn't really matter. And you can even imagine yourself, like after you wake up, how it's going to feel, and the satisfaction, and the way that this is something that, you know, in that moment you feel like, oh my gosh, I can really hold on to this. This is something that feels really good. I feel like I've gotten the attention I wanted. I wanted it so bad, but I feel so good right now. I feel so amazing. I'm looking forward to the next time. And you sit there and you kind of process more. And you get to enjoy the rest of the evening. We do something stupid. We watch videos or whatever. You get to sit there with that glow. When the glow is there, you feel yourself going to bed. You lay down in bed. You have the feeling where it just sort of like helps you sleep. Sense of like really being easy to go to sleep. In the morning you wake up and you're like, oh, I can still sort of feel the echoes of it. And it feels really nice. Like that, just that feeling in your body, you know, the, the feeling that tells you you're in trance. Like you're not fully in trance, but at the same time, there's sort of like that, that sort of, I don't know how to explain it, the way that, the way that your muscles feel and the way that you can sort of feel it inside your head, that, that feeling all throughout the day. And then you sort of think to yourself, like, what if I woke up like that every day? What if I had moments of that every day? Even if I don't notice it. None of that is really very important to what you're feeling right now. Because right now you can just go deeper and 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 deeper that's right and a moment I'm going to wake you up it's all formality at this point you know But there's going to be a sense of being able to come up in a way that doesn't intrude on your experience, that doesn't necessarily take away from that sort of post-trance feeling, still being in trance, of course, because that's so easy, that's such a nice, good thing, and then we're going to talk about it, and that's going to feel good, then we're going to end the podcast, and then we're going to go off and do our own thing and drink more. And that's going to be really nice, right? Mm. Yeah. Come out. Hi. <sighs> Rubbing your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, we've been doing the post-processing thing. For me, like... I don't know, I didn't really want to do anything except do really deep trance stuff, which I think I said. Um, <laughs> but, like, the the sense of just being able to take you through different experiences and 
even there being some kinds of like different emotional weights and stuff to those experience like we both are on the same page of knowing um the full extent of those kinds of feelings Mm. and so I don't have to necessarily be that explicit about it because when I say you know when I'm ambiguous about like oh the things that you're going to feel you and I are both on the same page that you know that I know what you experienced and I know you know what I'm talking about and I know what you're talking about and stuff um so like that's kind of an interesting quality of um doing that that kind of like anchoring stuff um is there anything you wanted to add add (laughs) your eyes are glassy sorry yeah well and stone chance so much stone chance yep I did want to add that there was an interesting trapping aspect to it, mm-hmm. which I felt very uh, strongly, like almost to the point that there was a part of me that was almost like started looking for, for ways like out. an exit, yeah, and that I was like getting it. it, it uh, it was a fascinating um, concept because it's one thing like when a door is like locked or something then you're just like oh you know but it was like a pushback yeah like almost like pushing my head down or something yeah. you know like it was super hot sorry I just thought that was super hot no I mean so it was. I thought I would share <laughs> it was really good and I, I think that's also relevant to the topic. Like, we we mentioned a little bit earlier about how uh, resistance kinds of techniques can mm. be really powerful for people. Um, and, and using that sort of, like, quote-unquote trapping kind of yeah. thing where you remove people's options of, uh, you know, what they're, quote-unquote, allowed to experience can also be really powerful because there's usually sort of resistance a little bit implied in that even for someone who's not very yeah. resistant there's you have to sort of check you do this little check yeah, I mean it's not like I wanted right to come out right but, but you're looking you have to look but it was and and that tent learn that goes into sort of the self-reinforcing kind of yeah. quality of the state or the anchor that we're doing um so so yeah yeah do you have anything else you want to say is there anything else we need to talk about no I think I'm okay I think we're good cool um i do want to give one last shout out to mindless matters thank you so much um and and please do check them out like i said it's it's anchor.fm slash mindless dash matters and the link will be in the description of this podcast if you want to go check out and support other hypno kinksters making more content because Mm -hmm. more content is great for the community and we super appreciate their support um uh, and thanks everyone for listening to this episode of the podcast. We had a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> links to all of our stuff can be found also in the description. Um, and I will just say that I'm starting to get a lot closer on the NLP book. Um, I'm aiming tentatively for December. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> um, good night, everybody. Have a lovely week and month. All right. Good night. <laughs>